0: Well, this morning we are looking at excellence. And, and when you, you see it on a block here, but when you start to think about it in your mind, how do we actually know what excellence is? I mean, what you view as excellent could be completely different as what I believe excellence is. Think about it like this. Is a, think about in your kitchen. Now, some of you, the level of excellence in your kitchen is completely different than if I was to come in your kitchen and cook, right? It wouldn't be quite as good. Or, or what about this? Is, what if a skilled uh, craftsman, woodworker, was to take and to build a beautiful table? Is the level of excellence that he does better than the level of excellence that maybe a novice woodworker would do? I mean, from the outside, when we look at it, we would say, yeah, that skilled craftsman's work is far more excellent than a novice could do. But from the outside, we don't know the heart of the craftsman. We don't know his perspective as he was making that table. I mean, for all we know, he did a beautiful job, but maybe in his mind, he was only giving 70% effort. His heart wasn't really in it, and he was just going about the motions. But on the other side, we have that novice woodworker who gave their their blood, sweat, and tears. They gave everything that they had to build that table. Now, it might not look as good as we would expect, but in God's eyes, who did the excellent work? Today, in the time that we have together, I want to look at excellence from a different perspective. Not the perspective that our culture views as excellent, but rather what we see biblically as excellent. See, for that skilled builder, that craftsman, building a table was an ordinary task. Just as for a baker making a loaf of bread is an ordinary task for them. Those are ordinary things in their ordinary day and an ordinary day of their life. And see, in our ordinary days, as we put ourselves into that situation, it's really easy to start to slack off a little bit. To the outsider, when we look at that table of that skilled craftsman, it was really easy to come to the conclusion that it was done with excellence. For only that craftsman knew if he cut corners. Yet God knows his heart. God knows if we go about the motions in our life, or if we are striving for excellence in whatever it is that he has put in front of us. See, it is only God that knows what true excellence is. As we view excellence today, um, we view excellence as doing ordinary things extraordinarily well. If you have your outlines, if you want to pull those out, that's the first fill-in that we have today. is uh, Excellence is doing ordinary things extraordinarily well. See, excellence is in every part of our lives. See, it's easy to strive for excellence when we're doing something special. Maybe you're building or doing a special project. Or you've been asked by somebody to make a special floral arrangement for a wedding. Or you're sewing a quilt. In those special moments, it's really easy to strive for excellence. But the kind of excellence that I want to share with you today is far more significant for it's in your day-to-day tasks. Cooking dinner, taking the kids to school, mowing the lawn, taking out the trash. Every one of those tasks can be done with excellence. Now, you're probably sitting there thinking, Scott, you have lost your mind. Taking out the trash and excellence are not in the same conversation. But listen to this. When we take and we look at a biblical perspective of excellence, it's not about the final product. It's about our heart while we're working towards it. Let me say that again. Excellence is not about the product, it's about our heart as we work towards it. Paul writes in Philippians, excuse me, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. He says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. The New Living Translation of that same scripture says, work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for men. See, when we take our ordinary tasks of our ordinary day, like taking out the garbage, and we realize that we're not doing it for somebody else, or in my case, doing it to get my wife off of my back, But rather, we're doing it to be able to bring glory to God's name or we're working for the Lord rather than people. Our heart's perspective changes and our perspective on life changes as well. Now at first, when you hear this idea of doing whatever you're supposed to do is working for the Lord and not for men, it might seem foreign or maybe even just plain crazy to you. Thinking of every task every ordinary thing as though you're doing it for the Lord. Go back just a couple of verses there in Colossians chapter 3. and verse 17, listen to what Paul says there. He says, Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the Father through him. I love when I'm preparing a message or just studying scripture to look at different translations of the Bible to try to get a full picture of what it says. And and so another translation of that verse says, in whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus. So as you do ordinary things as a representative of the Lord Jesus, all of a sudden the level at which you work changes think about it if that craftsman that I talked about at the beginning knew that the table that he was building represented the Lord do you think he would have put a 70 percent effort into doing it absolutely not so what about you in your day-to-day tasks whether at home or in your workplace Do you accomplish them in such a way that you would be a good representative of the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you do whatever it is that needs to be accomplished as though you were working for the Lord and not for men? See, to be honest with you, the answer to the question for most of us that are here today would be a resounding no. We go about our day-to-day tasks with the mindset of just getting it done rather than doing it as unto the Lord. See, more often we live for the approval of man than we live for the approval of the Lord. Today, in the time that we have together, what I want to do is I want to break down our value statement and look at how we can truly live out this value of excellence first in our hearts and then in our action. And so our value statement for excellence is this. It says that we believe God is worthy of our very best. Therefore, our lives should exemplify a spirit of excellence, knowing that it honors God and inspires people. The first part there, which is the next fill-in and on your outline, says that God is worthy of our very best. And on the surface when you hear it, it's one of those kind of, duh, of course, God is worthy of our very best. Because if we call ourselves a Christ follower, God is worthy of our very best. But if we were honest with ourselves, do we really give God our very best? Throughout Scripture, we see how God gives us his very best. In fact, if you have your Bibles, if you want to turn to the very beginning, Genesis chapter 1, we see about how God gives us his very best even when he is creating the world. Scripture outlines the work that God did each day as he literally spoke the world into being. How he separated the, the day from the night. From the land and the sea. How God literally breathed into being the plants and the animals and the trees. How God created man in his own image. And listen to what Genesis chapter 1 verse 31 says. It says God saw everything that he made. And behold it was very good. And behold it was very good. At the end of each day, God saw that his creation was good. This last week, my family had an opportunity to go up in the mountains and and have a retreat with all of our extended family. And I love getting up in the wilderness and appreciating God's creation. So often in the busyness of our day-to-day lives, we kind of get that stuff blurred away. And this last week, I was touched by God's creation, in particular, The significance of a leaf how often do we just sit and look at a leaf but when you look at that leaf look at how intricately God designed that leaf that it's not just this green blob but there is so much detail in it or what about a newborn child I can think of no greater example of an intelligent designer than when you look at a newborn child's fingers and their toes To think that our God would breathe into being this little infant who has those cute little toes with those teeny little fingernails. And then literally when that child is first born, they can wrap their beautiful little fingers around yours. Because our God paid attention to detail. Because our God created with such a level of excellence. He showed us That he is worthy of our very best. See it wasn't that long ago that going to church was the high point of the week. And as such people would prepare themselves for worship by putting on their Sunday best. And what would happen in a day be gone was men would put on their suit and their ties. They would polish their shoes so that they were giving their best to God. Women would put a dress on. They would get all dolled up and ready for church. Children would put on their special church clothes and church shoes. All as putting on their best for God. This was all done as a, a part of preparing their hearts for worship. It was part of giving God their very best. But nowadays we've lowered the bar so much with kind of this attitude of come as you are. That we've dressed down rather than dressing Now, that's an attire issue. It's really funny to look at all of you right now with this guilty look on your face as I see all of you. Side note there. Um, Now, that's an appearance issue. Let me speak to your heart for just a second. See, in the church world, we get so uptight when the topic of tithing or generosity gets brought up. It's as if the the subject of money is taboo in the church world. But yet we so willingly receive whatever blessings God wants to give us, both monetarily and other ways. But when we start to talk about giving a portion of what God has already given to us back, at times our heart and our actions start to say that God isn't really worthy of our very best. See, God has called us to give our first fruits, our very best to him. But often we hold back. We take care of our needs. We take care of our wants. We take care of our excess. And then maybe when all of that is done. We give God a little bit of what is left. But when we give our first fruits. When we give with a heart of generosity. Out of the overflow of what we have. We are saying that God is worthy of our very best. Friend. Does your pocketbook say that God is worthy of your best? See, as we broaden the perspective here a little bit, what keeps you from giving your very best to God? And if everything that we are supposed to do is to be done for the Lord and not for men, what is holding you back from giving your best in your workplace, in your family, in your marriage? In your ministry. See excellence is doing ordinary things extraordinarily well. We do that by giving God our very best. And we also do that by having our lives exemplify a spirit of excellence. Our lives are to demonstrate a spirit of excellence. Hear this please. Excellence is never by accident Excellence is always the result of intentionality. Excellence is a race that has no finish line. To demonstrate or to exemplify a spirit of excellence, we have to be willing to give 100% effort all of the time. Doubt that. Try setting your bar of expectations in your life at 92%. Or maybe inch it up just a little bit more today to 95%. Do you know what starts to happen when your bar is only set at 95% of excellence? Excellence starts to get reduced to acceptable. And before long, acceptable doesn't seem worth the sweat if we can get by by adequate. And after that, mediocrity is only a breath away. As I see it and as I look at excellence, there are some characteristics that we should strive for as we strive towards exemplifying a spirit of excellence. These aren't fillings on your outline, but it might be worth jotting down if you want. One of those traits is the trait of humility. Excellence, in terms of godly excellence, cannot occur without humility. See, a proud person will will hide their inadequacies, but a humble person will expose them and to seek to excel in their weaknesses through Christ. James chapter 4 verse 6 says God is opposed to the proud but gives grace to the humble. See it's only through the grace of God and the recognition of the fact that we can do nothing apart from Christ can we succeed in the pursuit of excellence. If you take a step back and you view excellence from a secular perspective you typically think of excellence in terms of competition being the best, or outdoing somebody else. In the business world, we often view excellence as a performance indicator. In a worldly perspective, if excellence is done for one's own glory, or significance, or for the praise or the applause of man, then we've got it all wrong when we look at excellence from a godly perspective. If you, are, if you are striving for excellence so that you can receive the accolades or the attention of others, then you were missing the entire point of this message this morning. See, excellence points to him, not to us. A humble heart is an excellent heart. Another characteristic that we strive for as we look towards excellence is one that is faithful in the little things. Matthew chapter 26, verse 21 says, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. See, the difference between something being good and something great isn't normally this far. It's normally this much. See, that difference is found in the attention to detail, in the little teeny things. That's true of a delicious meal, a musical production, a new automobile, a well-kept home, our church, your business, your garden, you name the thing, the difference between good and great is the attention to little details. Excellence is seen in the details of your life. A commitment to excellence or lack thereof often shows up most clearly in the way that we do those little things. Jesus taught us that we have to be faithful in the small things before we can receive the bigger blessings. Another characteristic that we must have is one must be willing to give their best effort. In my household growing up, excellence was not just a a standard, it was an expectation. I can remember in high school being grounded over my grades. And it's not what you would think. I was a straight-A student leading into my senior year of high school. And when progress reports came out, I had straight-A's and a B+, plus in AP calculus. And my dad grounded me. He's here right now. I'm totally rubbing it in, too. <laughs> but here's the thing. I can remember to this day my dad sitting me down and saying, Son, you can do better. See, my dad wasn't going to allow me to settle for mediocrity. He knew that I could do better, and he also knew that I wasn't quite giving my best effort. And the worst part is to acknowledge that he was right. My parents set an example of excellence, an example of giving our very best in everything that we set out to do. And as a result, I expect a lot out of myself and I also expect a lot out of others. The staff members that work alongside me here at First Baptist, including Israel, know that we expect a lot out of them. Because excellence is something that takes effort. Not just a little bit of effort, but our best effort. In fact, one church has a slogan that I think is right on. They say that if it bears his name, if it bears Jesus' name, it deserves our best. First Corinthians chapter 15 Verse 58 says, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. As I was preparing for this message, I came across a a quote from Chuck Swindoll. And, And I thought he summed it up so well that I even wanted to put it on the screen so that you could see it as I read it. Listen to what he says. He says, excellence doesn't mean perfection or superiority. Excellence is a difficult concept to communicate because it can easily be misread as neurotic perfectionism or snotty sophistication. But it is neither. On the contrary. It is the stuff of which greatness is made. It is the difference between just getting by. And soaring. That's what sets apart the significant. From the superficial. The lasting from the temporary. Another characteristic as we strive towards excellence. Is that you are always looking to improve. Excellence is more about Being, becoming, than being. It is a direction more than a destination. Let me illustrate it for you like this. Suppose that you and your loved one are going to build a brand new custom home, you're going to design it from the ground up, it's going to have everything that you think is excellent. From your cabinet choices to your appliance choices to the flooring to the paint colors. Everything is going to be to your exact specifications. And it's going to be done with the utmost of quality. And when you're done building your house, you're not just done with the inside. On the outside, you have this landscaper come out and they design your yard to be impeccable. Like it could be on the cover of a magazine. It is that nice. You stand back. And you look at it and you say, wow, this is beautiful. This is excellent. If you stop right there, that is the last time your home or your yard will ever be excellent again. Because when we are looking at excellence, we are always looking to improve. We are always looking to tweak. We are always looking to make sure that we take care of what God has entrusted us. So you'll have to mow the lawn. You'll have to, if you're like my house, you'll have to repaint the walls from little kid handprints all over. Um, but excellence, then, the pursuit of it, is never ending. In fact, studies have shown that the most important way to achieve to To achieve an excellent performance in areas such as sports or music or even academia is to practice. Attaining excellence in this field commonly requires years of practice, 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 and more practice. In fact, those studies show that it typically takes over 10,000 hours of effort before excellence is achieved in many of those fields. But please don't miss this this morning. Excellence is not perfectionism. Let me say that again for you perfectionists that don't want to hear that. Excellence is not perfectionalism. Excellence is the gradual result of always striving to do better. The road to excellence is always under construction. See, excellence is seen in your humility, your faithfulness to the small things, in your best efforts, and your continual desire to improve. And you can wrap up all of those characteristics into this one thought. Excellence is an attitude before it is ever in action. Let me say that again for you. Excellence is an attitude before it is ever in action. See, if we're going to exemplify a spirit of excellence, we need to remember that excellence starts with our attitude before it ever starts to come into practice. I love what the Apostle Paul writes in Philippians 4.8. He says fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. What Paul was trying to get the church of Philippi to understand was that character and conduct aren't demonstrated with our hands they're demonstrated with our hearts and with our minds. Our actions are affected by the thoughts that dwell in our minds. Paul cautioned his readers just as he cautions every one of us that is here today to concentrate on things that will result in excellence and that are worthy of praise. Friends, excellence is doing ordinary things extraordinarily well. We do that by giving God our very best and by our lives exemplifying a spirit of excellence, knowing that it will bring glory, to bring, bring honor to God and inspire people. See, the only reason that we strive for excellence in all that we do is to bring glory to God and to inspire other people to want to know more about our God. Let me illustrate this for you in a workplace setting. There are two workers, co-workers who call themselves Christians. But their attitudes and their actions away from a place like this are completely different. The 1st coworker um, shows up to work typically five to ten minutes late. They take a long lunch and they start cleaning up their work about 30 minutes before the workday is supposed to end. This person spends much of their workday trying to get out of work rather than actually working. They complain, complain frequently about their employer and even more frequently about their boss. They gossip incessantly Everyone in the office knows that this person can't be counted on at all. The flip side is the other worker shows up on time, if not early. They're willing to pick up the slack for other workers. Even though they get frustrated with the politics of the office, they keep their opinions and their thoughts to themselves. They're willing to stay late in order to complete the work or in order to continue the mission of the organization. This worker motivates other people around them to work harder, smarter and better which one of these workers honors God and inspires others which one of these workers is a good representative of Christ and even more personally which one are you see if we're going to be people of excellence our lives need to honor God and inspire others not just on Sunday morning when it's easy but in our day-to-day lives as we do ordinary tasks for the glory of God so that we can inspire others to want to know about our Jesus. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31, Whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Let me say that one more time. Whatever you do, do all to the glory of God in your life, and in the ministry of First Baptist. Everything that we do needs to be done with excellence for his glory and his glory alone. See, excellence is a core value of our church because we're striving for excellence in everything that we do. Not so that Pastor Brad can look good. Not so that our staff can look good. It's so that our God can look good. Our prayer is that as a church, we live out fellowship and marriage and people and ministry and discipleship in the Bible and worship and evangelism in prayer with a level of excellence that is so high that it honors our God, and it inspires other people to want to take their next step in knowing Jesus and making him known. Friend, excellence is doing ordinary things, extraordinarily. Well, if you truly believe that your God is worthy of your very best, then your life will exemplify a spirit of excellence that will honor Him and inspire others. Remember this this morning God knows your heart. It's in those times that nobody is watching, in those times where nobody will ever know, where we see true excellence. In your life. And remember this. Excellence is not about you. It's about him.